0: You know, there's going to be no editing, Spencer. This is going to be perfect.
1: It's going to be perfect. You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors. Straight from the source. slowridepodcast.com and on Twitter at
0: slowridepod. the ride. Hello and welcome to episode 442 of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando. And
1: this is Spencer out in Western Massachusetts. Well, there's a cloud over the cycling peloton this week.
0: Yeah, once again, we're, we're reminded of the mortality that we all faced every time we throw the leg over the bike.
1: Uh, it's true. Um, of course, we're talking about Gino Mater, who uh, passed during the Tour de Suisse uh, this year. Uh, very, very unfortunate. Um, little guy uh, is fine. He's just not here this week.
0: Um, I I didn't want to confuse anyone actually. Uh, he made it very clear that we could not miss this topic and it must be the lead, um, Gino matter. And then also a little guy was ripe to point out because he knew that we were not going to be the experts on his, on on Gino's racing career, uh, Uh past results. So he, he gave us a little bit of a crib sheet about, uh, uh, Gino, you know, uh, Winning a a stage at the Giro, Uh, and then in particular uh, doing a uh, raising awareness for climate change by donating one Swiss franc for every rider (laughs) that he beat in 2022 in all races. Um, I'm I have to assume because uh, Gino was Swiss that the Swiss franc is worth a lot more than the dollar. I don't know the currency exchange, but uh, you ended uh, up
1: donating uh,
0: like over four grand. Like that's,
1: that's pretty impressive.
0: impressive. Very impressive. And
1: Tim, let me, let me ask you this given a full year in the world tour Peloton. Yes. With people, you know, doing lead outs and dropping back and doing team car stuff. And, uh, the whole, um, you know, sprinters bus off the back, all that. How many Swiss francs do you think you would donate over the course of an entire season? Do you think you could beat anyone in the world tour
0: Peloton? Zero. And I could only hope that I could waste an ounce of awareness. Even if you're just trying to hang
1: in the pack and not do anything, hide in the wind. I don't think
0: I would finish one race in the pack. (laughs) Um,
1: So four grand, four grand is pretty good. Uh, I think that was such a cool idea uh, that he did. Um, It's getting a a lot of press right now, but should have gotten more in the moment as well. Uh, I wish I would have known
0: uh, more about him. But uh, fifth place at Paris Nice uh, definitely probably rocketed up Little Guy's rankings. Uh, little Guy not being here to really carry this conversation and to call us idiots uh, is missed because hey, clearly, clearly there's a rider here that we should know more about that um, has left us. And it is so tragic when this happens in cycling. Um, you know, no other sport, I think, is as exposed. Um, yeah. and as chronically unsafe. This isn't like basketball or even hockey, if you will, or, or football where you're in a contained environment and you have such constant eyes and medical attention being placed. I mean, this is uh, you're so reliant and, yeah. on course. We see I, this and, in the women's races with cars on the track. I mean, it yeah, is yeah, I
1: was just going to say tough. in the best of conditions, it's still a dangerous exposed sport, like you said, and then <laughs> and then you've got promoting uh, squads like the uh, the women's race last weekend that, yeah, just had cars on the course and then uh, blamed them for demanding more safety. It was like just absolute and, garbage uh, coming out of some of the promoters,
0: and which I is can a only different
1: issue completely.
0: But I can only hope that this will lead the, produ- the production and the directorial efforts of cycling on television it could be much better and cleaner. And rather than the classic NBC sports coverage of the tour with the crash reels leading the evening shows mm-hmm. and the primetime shows are done mm-hmm. away with because we're talking about real humans here. And uh, yeah, very, very sad. Um, you yeah. to, to have to uh, lead the pod with this sad news. It's not the first time that we've had to do it, nor will it be the last, unfortunately. So respect yeah. to Geno Matter.
1: Definitely. Um, if you're unfamiliar with this guy, look look him up. He's a pretty cool dude. Uh, did a lot of cool stuff and had a lot of good things to say. Um, there's some, some very good stuff written uh, this week about him, so do yourself a favor and uh, check some of it out
0: and with that let's uh let's try to turn the page i think the easiest way to do that is to give a quick thanks to little guy for making sure that we stayed on track but then also thank little guy for giving us the news on the reason why he's not on the podcast and that uh-huh. is because he was driving his van to omaha i believe i don't even know if he left yet because the van needed some additional work um not That's shocking weird. it's a yeah. uh I don't know what he's going to do in Omaha. Probably go find bright eyes or go ask Warren Buffett to invest in a Vanagon parts company. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So not shocking that the little guy isn't here. And the van is the reason why
1: Uh classic, classic letdown story from little guy. It's one of those things where, uh, yeah, he's uh spends a couple of weeks. He, you know, uh, planning, planning a trip and was telling us no problem guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to record the pod because I'm gonna get there. Plenty of time. I'll have a recording equipment with me. Not gonna miss a beat. You guys won't even notice a difference between uh, a normal week and this week's episode. And, and of course, it feels a little different to me, Tim. I don't know if it feels different to you, but there's clearly a presence not available in this room right now of uh, of little guy. So yeah, um,
0: it's a little strange. Not quite living up to the hype that he gave us, but do you know what this you know what this does? This gives us the opportunity to talk about the stuff that our listeners really care about, which isn't uh, about finally. professional bike racing. This is more yeah. about um I mean Spencer let's just let's just go down the top things that little guy would have vetoed first off, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zw- Zwift play did you see the did you see the debut uh. of the new on the bike controllers? for swift and does that push you over the edge to be come to get your avatar back up and running on (sighs) swift with those controllers
1: uh man um i gotta say this one was i don't know i'm not like a swift uh insider uh you know but this one kind of came out of left field for me i was not expecting them to release another hardware uh package so quickly after the swift hub which I do have and is great. Um, but if you're unfamiliar, the Zwift play is basically like an Xbox controller cut in half and then one on each side of your handlebars. They attach kind so, of like uh, like your old Nog uh, okay. little headlights, little strap on headlights. They just strap around the handlebars and but all where, of a sudden where you've are on the got handlebars do you put them? wherever you want. Uh, You know, they're a lot like the DI2 buttons. You can
0: just sort of put them wherever. But I have seen pictures of people putting them next to the hoods.
1: Oh well, yeah. That's the most natural place where your your hand's going to be because... You know, this. if you got dexterous thumbs, if you if you got a Nintendo Switch at home, if you got an Xbox, yeah. PlayStation, probably I don't have one of those. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta be able to select, start, A, B, left, left, up, down. You know that kind of thing to get the cheat codes yeah. in for your. So you no longer uh, need the KitchenAid to to uh, cheat. Presents the a
0: problem though.
1: Oh, Did? what's what's that? I didn't, I, you know, I got a problem. trial pair. I, I didn't have an issue. I strapped them right on. They
0: worked fine. Right Fired there on right the hoods. Well, see, for me, there's a yeah. massive problem. Um, And I oh. had to send them back. And that's because oh. they're not, can't be compatible. They block, oh. they block the thumb shifter. This is a, is a massive problem. It's um, a massive problem for 0.05% <laughs> of the cycling population. Yeah. But I bet that the amount of Zwift riders on campy, is a fairly healthy portion. I gotta imagine the amount of people that have like the Zwift caves. There's you a think fair so? amount that are on campy. But, um, I see, mm, I think now really? I know
1: you're a campy aficionado and so is a little guy. Uh, but are you saying that the average campy rider would prefer to ride indoors rather than helmetless outside? In the sunshine, probably with the sleeves cut off, their Colnago uh, factory jersey. Yes. <laughs> I okay. don't think
0: So probably not. I, but uh, I gotta admit, like the controllers looked really good until you then get into like the weeds and you realize that you can't, you know, can no, Campy. Campy, stuff, campy
1: doesn't work. Uh, if you've got yeah. Campy, just close the tab, uh, close the card out on yeah, Swift. You were you were about to check out, just delete the credit card number from it. Uh, it is not for you. This is a, a Shram and Sh- Shimano compatible only, like everything else in the cycling world. Uh, Campy is left by the wayside. So, um, But now, I assume, I don't actually have these. That was for the bit. Um, but <laughs> I assume... Solid bit. yeah that when you're riding and those arrows pop up and it's like oh do you want to change course like change direction or whatever that you can actually do that now like i see that pop up and i'm like well i'm not gonna get off and go over and press a couple of buttons on my laptop like i don't know how it works i've never done it but i think that makes it it a lot
0: easier it does look pretty cool it's just unfortunate that they didn't a little um, more interactiveness you know the um a lot more waving because it'll be easier rather than like finding the where? W key on the the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's pretty cool to see. So uh, uh, innovation is definitely what Swift needs. Um, yeah. Because I fear where where the program is going. I once well, uh, rode bikes with someone that was a uh, game designer or like game production um, lead here at okay. uh, EA Sports, which is um, their sports division is based here in Orlando, where they do like Madden and all that. And okay. his critical takedown of zwift was epic on a ride like saying that the graphic supports and the worlds don't like you can't build upon it like it's just a self-contained system it's not the real metaverse it was impressive um and (laughs) i expect at some point it just to collapse westworld style
1: Anyways, I think that, I mean, is this person is a cyclist and knows about the bike industry and does not think the weird closed system where we just uh, feed each other and the money just goes in a circle around and around.
0: Yeah. He doesn't think that's going to work because we've been doing it for like
1: a (laughs) hundred years at this point.
0: Yeah. other news uh, that came in that little guy wouldn't have uh, paid attention to, um, of uh-huh. course, is the uh, Downhill World Cup. Did you watch any of the Downhill World Cup from Leo Gang? Well, uh, I Oscar. turned on my Red Bull TV and, it, and th- I couldn't find it. Yeah. The new announcer is just not as good as uh, Claudio and Rob Warner. Um, it is pretty easy to find now. It's on GCN, friend of the podcast, okay. um, uh, uh, Jesse Reentz reached out and said, you don't even need the VPN. I was using the VPN the first day, um, uh-huh. through, through my work VPN, but now you can just go on GCN with a subscription and get it. So I did watch on the women's okay. side, uh, Valley hole of, uh, Hul of, uh, Austria, uh, took the win over Camille Blanche of France, the current world champion and Rachel Atherton, another step on the podium, third place after last week's win. Um, just, uh, Just getting on the third step of the podium. That was great to see. And then on the men's side, we have another World Cup winner debutante. So I guess first time winner is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. That was Andreas Kolb, the man with the mustache, also from Austria. So this was an Austria 1-1 in Austria. Parties all around. Yeah. Um, Lots of, uh, I don't know what, uh, wheat beer being drank uh jagermeister I, I don't know what 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 how we wow. celebrate in austria I'll just
1: austrian um, corner is gonna be upset about yeah, well, these they, last they,
0: few minutes they know where to wow. find us um, <laughs> yeah
1: he- heiner de- kousler de-
0: can come lead that <laughs> uh charge against us oh boy isn't he australian yeah i see send um, your emails to the slow ride podcast at com. Uh, Lewis Bruni in second and Jackson Goldstone in third. It was fun to watch. I love downhill bike racing, but Spencer, I need help. Oh, well, I'm here for you, Tim. Can you tell can me? So there's qualifying. There's a qualifying run that happens, usually the day before, Certainly. I think. And then yeah, there's yeah. a semifinal run. Oh. Like, I don't understand what the semifinal run and then the finals. I would think semifinals like the top four go on, but no, that's not that. Because there's still like 20 people doing the the final run. Maybe it's just whittling it down um, like a Kermess. Um, I don't know. I'm confused uh, if any of our listeners can tell us what the semifinal, final, and qualification. I, it's not a bracket, uh, head-to-head, so I don't know what's going on.
1: I haven't watched any uh, this year, so I don't know if they changed things from what I'm familiar with in the past. But I'm just going to say completely incorrectly that... They do a qualifying and the top twenty go to the final and the other uh folks battle it out for twentieth through whatever. Okay. Uh and that's what that's for. But it's probably not
0: correct. On the uh and then you had the XC today. Uh Puck Peters oh, takes another win. Killing it. Over Mona Walner and Laura Stevens.
1: Another cycle crosser coming into ruin mountain biking. Yeah.
0: It's so good. Jenny Riss- Rissfeld's uh in fourth. Um awesome. I love to see that. And then on the men's side, Lars Forster over Luca Schwartzbauer and Andre sink. Uh, Okay. I believe believe sinks from Czech Republic. Um, I love watching. I didn't watch XC though. I was on my, coming back, um, a little family vacation. So unfortunately I was unable to watch today.
1: All right. Well, I'll forgive you.
0: We we did it all.
1: Um, you know, you know who I won't forgive. (sighs) Huh? 24 riders <laughs> i saw this i already know where you're going this is 24 it riders at the it's u23 fake. giro d'italia yeah. it were looked disqualified and yeah. they're unforgivable
0: did you actions. see actions did you see the video
1: i saw the video
0: i thought it was ai generated it was that
1: blatant it's possible <laughs> it is possible someone should check um so if, if you're unfamiliar with this story or listening to this later, this is ridiculous. 24 riders DQ'd from the U23 Giro d'Italia for holding on to uh, team cars uh, to get up the, uh, I guess, the Stelvio. I think. Uh, pretty steep climb. Pretty significant <laughs> climb. But uh, it was comical. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, you know, hanging on my team car. It was like. Oh, yeah. Eight, hanging out, nine, ten people hanging on to one team car, and then people hanging on to the people hanging on to the team
0: car. Oh, it was. So there must, do you the, think there's a miscommunication?
1: There must something. Right. It seemed, I don't know how anyone thought this was reasonable, but the team car, to its credit, seemed like it was going maybe two miles an hour, like not very fast, and everyone was like. No, I'm still hanging on. Like I, I do not want to pedal my bicycle anymore unless they thought they were going to like pass out, like have to live there in a tent and survive in the wild, like gather nuts and berries. I do not understand the sheer number of people hanging on to the the side of the team car. It was impressive. It was impressive.
0: Very impressive. Not as impressive. Well, let, let's let's stay on the crime, right? That was a crime against sport. Let's go to another crime. Did you see that the Uscatel team bikes and the oh. uh, Belois uh, Trek Lions team bikes were stolen from the Tour de Sylvania and the Tour of Belgium, respectively?
1: respectively. I you know I saw that the Trek uh, team bikes were stolen, and then uh, I saw another article uh come across my social media about the uscatel bikes and i was like man these magazines these journalists are just phoning it in these days this wasn't uscatel this was trek how did they screw this up and then come to find out it it actually happened twice
0: on different parts of the continent on the same day now this has happened before you may remember, oh, yeah, 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 this that, is pretty regular occurrence. <laughs> remember that the uh, SD Works team had a bunch of their bikes yeah. stolen, and then yeah. Israel uh, Cycling Academy had a bunch stolen. Um,
1: yeah, like once so, or twice a year, yeah, uh, a it, team it, 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 loses an entire so fleet of bikes.
0: Are you surprised that right. someone would go to the Uskatel? I'm assuming Uskatel continental team is still riding orbeas i can't imagine oh, them on any other they bike, certainly so are yes um 100 i get why you'd go to the trek team probably pretty pretty quick to fence those off right to kind of get those back into the public although probably team branded i guess the way i'm yeah. talking i'm talking more into this is that actually getting rid of the trek lions Team bikes has got to be a lot harder than the Orbea bikes because I, I can't imagine was, the Orbea bikes. That was are my be impression. Like, yeah. Yeah. So the Orbea Tim, bikes.
1: You, you, yeah. You're sounding like you've thought
0: this through. <laughs> yeah, a lot. I'm trying to like
1: I'm, I'm picking up on some undertones
0: here of like maybe maybe you've done this before. Well, I was clean I was like a, a not no one would ever trust me as a mechanic. So I didn't know what I was no, doing. Certainly not, no. I helped coordinate a nature Valley Grand Prix team that made from lifelong friends with, uh, the value Uh act capital team. Um, the, uh, nature Valley when they did the, uh, the college all-stars, uh, team Uh freewheel bike squad. I did like three or four years riding around, driving the team car in the caravan, um, coordinating mechanics, Uh helping out with hotels and Uh homestays, all of the nine yards. I got to admit when I go to the hotels and I would see the mechanics, you know, on the outside of a Holiday Inn, in like, you know, Laverne, Minnesota, or wherever, just like tens of thousands of dollars in uh, in bikes on a uh-huh. completely advertised wrapped trailer. That's like, hi, I have tens of thousands of dollars of bikes inside this vehicle right now, and all it has is a yeah. master lock. I'm kind of surprised yeah. it doesn't happen more. Well, to be it's honest. certain to. um Um, so have i thought about it yes have i thought about it to do no (laughs) okay okay there's a there's a definite distinction you want to make there yeah huge huge distinction it's horrible you know how i feel about bike thieves
1: i i uh i had to drive a truck uh full of time (laughs) uh bicycle frames i was like heaven that would be like a full a full 24 foot rider truck that we rented full packed to the rafters just frames with their pedals in there? with time frames yeah no no, no just frames no uh, we ship the pedals because they're small
0: the frames are you, big so we put them think in the those truck frames all got I, sold or do you think they at some point just
1: oh 100 come on like okay. um we were, we were we were that was uh when time was at its peak in the usa uh when okay. when i when i was working there and chris was running the show um but I will tell you, I've never been more terrified in my life than staying at that holiday inn. <laughs> Knowing that the rider truck was outside full of our entire stock of time bicycles in the U.S., I backed it up all the way to the wall, like, so you couldn't get to the back <laughs> lift gate. And was like, well, they're going to have to steal the whole truck if they want anything <laughs> out of this. And, uh, I can't imagine, you know, doing that day in day out, uh, all year long for an entire professional cycling season in Europe. Um, because at I'd some sl- point, you know, you're going to say, hang a hammock. Eh, it's probably fine. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to, you know, it's going to be fine. And then you come out in the morning
0: and it's gone. Oh, I would wake up four times in the middle of the night just to make sure I didn't like leave the keys in the lock. Yeah. Um, I, I had chronic, uh, like, I gave myself OCD when I owned Swift Cycle in Gainesville at 607 West University Avenue, um, mm-hmm. because one time, just one time, I forgot to lock the door, and so really, the next morning, Keith, I haven't heard this. Keith Richards, <laughs> uh-huh. my uh, awesome business partner, who currently right now is slaying it at the at the Tour Divide. I think he's okay. like uh, about seven days in now, six days in crushing wow. it beating alex house um and at, keith just i come into the shop and keith just has this disappointed dad look on his face just uh-huh. kind of shaking his head which you are instantly familiar with oh yeah brian our mechanics looking at me just kind of trying to hide the cracking up and uh-huh. keith's just like you didn't lock the door when you left last night and instantly I'm like looking around to see if any of the moots are stolen. Uh-huh. I, I, I turned on the alarm. Oh, the alarm good. didn't that's go good off. A step. So like no like, yeah. no like, you know, wind came through and opened up the rear door. But yeah, I, I totally messed up. So I would then find myself multiple times a uh-huh. week driving back to the shop because I'd wake up in the middle of the night going, did I lock the door? I had a whole routine. So I would remember the step uh-huh. steps that I did. Well, there you go. That's how responsible I am. That's pretty good.
1: Um, so anyway, to just get this out of the way, because clearly it would never happen if you were going to steal an entire fleet of bikes from one of the professional cycling teams, uh, right now, do you know who it would be?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Oh, (laughs) without a doubt. (laughs) Interesting. Now, before I find out (laughs) what team. Ooh, would it be like a bike that you like, or would it be to screw over a team that you don't like? Um, What's your
0: strategy? One hundred percent, the second. <laughs> well, also the fact that I mean, I'll just. Do you want to guess, or do you want to know? You got one guess. Um, let's see. Knowing
1: what I know about
0: you, I
1: I figured you were just gonna take. The movie star bikes because there's off <laughs> chance there's an old Valverde frame kicking around. And I there. just and I just oh. keep
0: it in the garage and just stare at yeah. it myself the whole time. No, yeah, yeah. No, no. This, this is to put the kids through college. I'm not. I'm not gonna okay. lie. That, if All I'm right. doing this, this is.
1: <laughs> so then you're going UAE because you don't like that team anyway, and they're riding Colnagos, and you know you can get a pretty penny for them.
0: Ah, uh, that's good. But I I am fearful that UAE could hire someone to come murder me in a heartbeat. Oh, um, and then cover it up. Uh, I true. I would 100% steal bikes. If I had to, to very clear. <laughs>
1: Hypothetically, yeah.
0: Hypothetically, if I was the bike thief, I would be directing uh, all the efforts at the Quick Step uh, team with the specialized bikes for a variety of reasons. Number one, there are so many specialized fan boys, uh-huh. fan gals out there uh-huh. that would so you could move them quickly. You could move those things super quickly. Uh-huh. They are. Fairly common, they say. Swarks on the side, people love them. They got swarks. that. Uh, people would be all about it. They got the um, the world championship stripes mm-hmm. on there, I believe, with uh, Remco. So, like that one would move pretty quick. I just think that that is, if for all practical purposes, not that I'm advocating for this. Please don't ever say that. Uh, no, because we're talking major felony crimes here because each one of those bikes is worth like 15 grand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like yeah. it, no, like this, this is, is not like, unjust. this isn't stealing a magazine from the uh, grocery store. This is grand larceny, <laughs> strong arm robbery. Um, yeah. Don't do it. And ho- but hopefully
1: uh, when these bikes get found, uh, I know. would
0: think it's actually easier to steal something from the Louvre than it would be to, well, maybe not the Louvre, but an established maybe, maybe museum, not. like the Orlando Museum of Art, it would be okay, it would be right. easier to uh, I'm to take to get something. A lot
1: of Ocean's Eleven vibes from you, Tim, tonight.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. yeah I've got this whole thing mapped out with the Orlando uh,
0: <laughs> Museum got the of fake Fine Arts, and uh-huh. I'm going to actually steal those, but then say they're real anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, um, you know who yeah. we should talk to is our uh, our 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 folks down there in the middle of the european peloton of course i'm talking about our uscatel you correspondent iban mayo in this week's <laughs> cream life
1: this is abby mickey from rally uhc professional
0: cycling team and you're listening to the slow ride podcast All right, here we are in the pre Lap. Major shout-out to all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out about all of our shows. I want to give a quick shout-out to the Grodium, oh, continuing to put okay. out great content around gravel cycling in the midst and middle of the season. Amanda Nauman leading the way with support from the likes of um, Zach and Bill. Also, yeah. want to give... A shout out to Rob Kelly from Criterion Nation for Criterion coverage. Got a shout out on the Kit Cartson uh, Instagram feed the other day, talking about uh, the iconic wins of Justin Williams over the years and how uh, you know it was deemed one of the most important wins by uh, Rob Kelly of Criterion Nation, which is great. Um, I want to say, adjacently, Michael Bodenheimer at Land Softly on uh, Instagram and Twitter doing a lot of coverage, kind of just tweet coverage because we're not getting it anywhere else really of us amateur road nets and just seeing like yeah. the different folks yeah, yeah. that are winning and all of that. So wide angle podium continues to bring you great independent cycling media coverage. Check it out at dot com, And if you choose to support what we're doing here, you can click on the uh, member donate tab and uh, find out more on how to become a uh, sustaining member of the, the podcast network
1: absolutely uh one other sponsor we've got this week to talk about is of course our good friends over at hammerhead uh hammerhead.io is the website where you can go to check out the uh products that they have and specifically i would recommend checking out the 2 cycling computer uh it is what i use on my bike um It is a fantastic computer, the nicest one I've ever used. um, And it helps me get from point A to point B uh, safely and correctly and uh, easily, you know, because it interfaces really nicely um, with all of my other cycling equipment, with my computer, with the uploads, downloads, interfaces with Strava and Training Peaks and. Uh, Everything else um, pairs quickly with Zwift and my Zwift Play controllers, Um, and it really just looks good, is easy to use, makes sense. The maps are fantastic, the full color screen, touch screen, swiping, left and right. One of my favorite things is setting up the profiles uh, between different bikes. So when I take it off the Zwift uh, pain cave bike, I can just like swipe over to my outside bike setup that's got the the power tap on it and like all the other stuff. And it's like ready to connect to all those uh, interfaces rather than the stages power meter that I've got on the the trainer bike or whatever. Whatever gadgets and doodads you've got is ready for it. Uh, So check it out. I highly recommend it. The Slow Ride Podcast highly recommends it. The Wide Podium highly recommends it. Uh, the Crew 2 computer, check it out over at hammerhead.io. Uh, and if you do pick up um, one of the computers, let them know. Use the code SLOWRIDE at checkout, and that's going to get you some free goodies. Uh, usually it is the heart rate strap uh, deal that's going on, free heart rate strap with the purchase of the Crew 2. Um, so definitely go check it out, hammerhead.io. Let us know what you
0: think. Awesome. Let's get back to the show. What up? This is Storm Squinch, and you're listening to this Slow Ride. All right, here we are, Spencer, and I I hate to do this, but we're going to relive a little bit of last week. Um, As you know, we got a great email from a friend of the pod, Kiwi Corner correspondent Jeff Aldrich, uh, hits us up with the beautiful K car, and he wanted to know... Oh, shout out, by the way, to Bike House Dunedin. Looks like a cool bike shop. I totally did some uh, internet stalking there. Um, Okay. Jeff, I don't know... uh, how you guys get mail from down under up here to the US if it goes by boat trade winds. I don't know if there's like a, a Kiwi bird that flies it up here, but um if you could pop one of those uh bike house Dunedin shirts in the uh in the old mail. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't mind that. It's looks like a cool store. I hope that someday I get to go visit. And I hope I get to ride in Jeff's K van. Now he asked what jersey should be um, used. Now, the three of us came up. Naturally, I came with the Kelme Heat. Uh, Spencer brought up the PDM uh, team with the uh, ability Mm -hmm. to do some racing stripes. And a little guy did Castorama. We put it on Instagram, put it on Twitter. Before we get to the poll results, I want to just say that this was arguably one of the most popular comments that we've ever had on Instagram. We got um, how the race was won reaching out to us saying that, uh, you know, the question is the castorama. If, if the K van wore (laughs) bib shorts would the stripes be this way or that way, of course, talking about, um, you know, how a, uh, how dog dog wears wears pants. pants. Um, Jesse Reen's friend of the pod. It is a
1: legitimate question. It is.
0: Uh, Jesse Reen's friend of the pod definitely goes with Kelme. Um, you know, that's why Jesse, you're one of my favorites, uh, uh-huh. Not that that many uh-huh. people remember Kelme, he says, but the whole team could fit in the van. Uh, Castorama. <laughs> That's
1: true. That's a good point. MC
0: That's Gra, uh, Friend of the pod, Jonathan Crane from Birmingham. Rock and roll superstar Castorama. Sarah Marsh from uh, Rhode Island with the PDM for Spencer. Uh, yeah. I, I just got to keep going through these because, th- like, Spencer, it was amazing. Um, Greg... A lot of, uh, lot of passion, a lot of passion oh, about the van. Oh, Craig's saying, "I can't believe no one suggested futon servetto." That dude, that oof. that was oof. Oof. that was good. The uh, the tan colors, um, such a great idea, Greg. Like fantastic uh, idea, excellent idea, A plus S tier. That's an that's an S tier idea. Um, I'm kind of <laughs> mad that we didn't come up with that. Uh, Mark Hotchkin, uh, while the era of PDM and Castorama ended well before the era of the slow ride Peloton, Kelme was still going strong in the early aughts when Matt Spencer and Tim and myself were first drawn into our love of six hour long sporting events. And that's not uh-huh. even mentioning its facilitation of Alejandro Valverde's pro career, the true godfather. Look at that, Mark going straight for our heart. Um, we've got people saying, like, can't believe you forget Lavi Claire. Obviously, yeah. they didn't listen to the podcast because Jeff mentioned no. Lavi Claire. So I'm not letting you get yeah. away with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, these Johnny Camellias that just—that was, just, yeah. was not
1: um, a choosable option.
0: Uh, but. How did we not throw out FDJ mid 2000s? Just cloverleaf all over. resplendent in le bleu and blanc. It would be a good. That would be a good one. Um, you can only choose one. That's the problem. I know. Aqua sapone with the zebra stripes. Oof. I don't like that one. Don't I think do th- be, don't do yeah. that don't do that. Don't do that we got folks given i mean all types of people pdm far superior choice for this van from rock and roll zeb pdm was the best look for this van castorama would also be sweet kelme from the Burt rider so many people were into this and yeah. then we decided we got to put it the vote to the people
1: so yeah. we went on twitter
0: um spencer do you know the results on twitter
1: I do not know the results
0: you I saw them talk a couple about what days you ago did. do you want to talk about what you did to influence the votes on Twitter?,
1: I don't feel like I did anything to influence the votes so, i I uh, saw that you I saw that a poll existed from the Slurid yes. podcast account, yeah, and that it was all pretty close uh but that. There seemed to be an unreasonable number of Kelme votes. Kalme was in so, the lead
0: at the time yeah. of your tweet.
1: So I, I I retweeted it and just was like, hey, something nefarious is clearly happening here. If if you guys wanna just vote your heart, vote your passion, vote what you feel is right, you know, rock the vote. Um <laughs> you know, uh vote or die, uh Puff Daddy. And uh, just put it out there, you know, for the world to decide. And I, I don't know what happened. Uh, how did that resolve itself,
0: Tim? Well, it, I went to bed. Kelme was solidly in the lead. I woke up after your tweet, and PDM <laughs> ends up winning the vote um, with 44% of the vote to a strong 36% for Kelme, a strong minority voice. Um, you did not win a plurality. I just want to point that out. But we both can agree that Castorama is definitely the one not to do. Um, so Jeff you, <laughs> you have a choice in front of you I think if we were doing rank choice voting most of those Castorama votes would clearly come to Cal May uh, yeah bad us, taste and all pu- yeah. pushing us over the top um, but yeah check it out go to our Instagram account and Twitter where we did put up the pictures um, almost right away um, alright uh, Unchained or Insane Spencer have you watched any of the Unchained documentary uh. on Netflix
1: You know, I have a lot to say about this, so if you've got something you need to get out, um, I would love to hear it, because I have not watched it, but I did read an article from a guy who knows nothing about
0: cycling who did watch (laughs) all
1: eight episodes, and I am dying to talk about that.
0: So I think we should table this one until little guy's back. Uh, I've watched watched two episodes now. I I love this idea. We'll table that one, so little guy, you're welcome. No, you're... Y'all, and so let's uh let's if if uh, anyone
1: is curious, um Roller Magazine, which is a great cycling publication, has an article out written by a golf journalist. This <laughs> journalist only deals with golf and golfing events, knows nothing about bike racing, doesn't ride a bike, doesn't follow bike racing, and they were like, let's see what this guy thinks about this documentary. Will it turn him into a fan? Will he understand bike racing? Will it do the drive to survive thing? It's worth reading. I won't spoil it for you whether or not he liked it or understood bikes or or what um but I am excited uh to to watch this one i'm gonna i'm gonna do it. I've got some time this week uh set aside. I am planning Tim now uh, you're watching it in the original like French, right?
0: yes. Because
1: you warned against watching the dubbed version. You said it's terrible.
0: Yeah. I I couldn't get to it.
1: So I'm going to watch the dubbed version. Because I feel like one of us needs to. Okay. Then do that. Because I want it to be as painful as it can be. Like, I want to be as normal as I can be. Kind of taking inspiration from this article. I want to go in... As if I was a noob, as if I hadn't watched cycling all year, um, or for the past decade and, uh, and just sort of, you know, see, see how I
0: feel, see how it strikes me. Okay. Yeah. Do that. And then you report back because we'll, we'll try to set a timeline deadline. I know a lot of people want our hot takes on it. Um, all right. yeah, yeah, Yeah. They're coming. We got a uh, For Little Guy email, so naturally we're going to read it without him on the air. This one comes to us from friend of the pod, uh, Captain Frank Cundiff, our okay. host at the uh, 2014 or twenty whatever. 2015. World. 2015? Yeah. Nah, who cares? Yes. Um, awesome, dude. Sends us a, uh, something from the Tucson Marketplace. And Spencer, I sent you the link in chat. You can see yeah. this bike has got Little Guy written all over it. It's a Tomasini. Yeah. Orange blue paint job full camp. It's got the Merks. It's got the classic Mercs paint it's job. Got, uh, um, the asking price originally was $7,000 now for 3750. Um, yeah, the lugs are beautiful. This thing, I mean, this I'm- thing is a classic steel road bike. I'll try to link it in our Twitter. Um, would little guy be able to fully appreciate 12 speed Campy? Uh
1: I don't think so. Uh, I don't think he can wrap his head around more than 10 speeds personally. I I think there's a lot of things he would like about this bike. Um the paired spokes in the back, he would he would hate on that Campy wheel. Um but other than that, I think he's going to like the tastefulness of the build, uh, outside yeah. of the um, 12 outside of the twelve speeds, you'll particularly like the seat post. I think uh, with the cutouts, the
0: seat post looks great with the cutouts. The uh, painted uh, quill stem looks beautiful. I should to check it out. Definitely a little guy uh, feed Frankie Cundiff. Thank you What's so much for reaching out.
1: Is that little guy has never owned a bike so nice as a Tomasini, but I did. I had a Tomasini Super Prestige, uh, which I think I don't remember their models exactly, but I think it's a step up from this one. So it's a shame that I sold that for six hundred bucks because
0: <laughs> Looking at this I price, apparently
1: it could sell it for about seven grand these days. It only had Shimano six hundred though, not not campy record, so
0: got another email to us, the Dr. Brandon Conine. Fellas, on this week's pod, you spoke about Finland Gravel. Oh, sorry, that might be confusing. I mean F-N-L-D-G-R-V-L caps. Full gravel. Hey. Gervil. Fundgervil. That actually is probably how they <laughs> pronounce it. Fundled gravel. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. Not only did your boy Toms ride the event, he won. And do you have any idea what his prize was? He came home. With a signed Valtteri Bottas race helmet. That's obviously an amazing prize. But where does it rank on cycling's great podium prizes? Better uh, than the San Sebastian floppy hat? Better than the Trident at Torino Adriatico? Personally, I would... Well, I think the helmet is awesome. Nothing beats getting a weapon with your name engraved on it. Thoughts? Uh, and this is from the doctor. Um, so, I would say... This is cool, but
1: eh. The It's 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 so cool. It makes a it makes a good point though. A lot of these are weapons. This is the only one that's armor. Oh,
0: there's yeah. gotta be, isn't there one that like they give out like a shield?
1: I'm sure some Spanish race gives out a shield. <laughs> um The problem uh is that the the bar has been set so incredibly high by Kern Brussels Kern. The donkey. Oh, yeah. With the donkey, which I don't even think is the trophy. <laughs> it's just
0: some accoutrement
1: on the yeah. stage. Well then you uh, got for the, the pig.
0: You got the pig at uh Trobrole. Yeah. Yeah. You got the the floppy hat at San Sebastian. The donkey The, the Trident. George. Where's,
1: where's the donkey?
0: Do you I don't know if I would put the helmet in the top. Definitely not in the top five. It's sure maybe around the 10th. I really got to think about it. The trophy from the Tour of Swiss looks like a giant Q-tip that, like, they would use on American Gladiators for the joust. Um, that oh. thing was disgusting when I saw that. Um, they need to just get rid of that thing. Uh, I just, you know, I was looking at it, <laughs> and I just kind of like, I, I mean, the, the helmet's cool. Great suggestion. I think there's better ones out there. The
1: helmet seems practical. Like the helmet seems like something you could have in your house and, and somebody would ask you about it and you'd be like, oh yeah, it's an F1 helmet from F1 driver. Also, I want a bike race to get it. Whereas a, a different kind of trophy that looks like a trophy. Someone's like, what's that trophy? And you're like, oh, I won the, some Italian fall classic that no one's ever heard of and no one's watched
0: except the guy um, on a podcast,
1: except the one guy on a podcast who won't shut up about it. And <laughs> he's and talking about it right is, now. <laughs>
0: he's,
1: he's slamming the wheel, the steering wheel of the van again, as he's driving along I
0: 70, uh, wait, you wait, know, wait. trying to, uh, <laughs> Do you think he's found a way to get the podcast to show up on that AM FM radio.
1: No, no, no. He's got a wired earbud in <laughs> okay. one ear. Uh, on the passenger side, so that, you know, if he gets passed by the Stady, uh, <laughs> they won't notice. Uh, because I'm I'm guessing the radio in that van again does not work yeah. at all, even I if he could <laughs> plug, you know, one of those uh, cassette tapes he put in that yeah. had the wire that yeah. came off it. That you plug into your Walkman so you could, you know, or your CD, your Discman. Um, anyway, uh, I forgot where I was going with this, but um, that's a trophy that, yeah. That's exactly it. You're explaining where you got this trophy, and the person is already tuned out because they don't care about this Italian classic in the fall. I don't care about where you got it. No one remembers. No one cares. It's a gaudy thing because it so was you made the by helmet, Italians.
0: That's what you're getting at.
1: The helmet's a better story.
0: Oh, I'd sell the helmet. because you're Only invested,
1: of course, by the donkey. The donkey is the best yeah. story.
0: Yeah. No, it's okay. The story, the story is true. I understand where you're getting at and what you're going for. Um, I just, you know... Not, not a lot good. of prize money in gravel. You got to gotta, gotta jettison the, uh, the winners. And um, that helmet's pretty cool. Also worth a lot of money on the eBay market. Yeah, That's true. More than um, Trident,
1: that's for sure.
0: Uh, next email. This one. Com- Ooh, this is going to be a good one. This comes to us from Greg. I don't know if Greg wants a nom de plume. Uh, so we can yeah, we not- can give him one. We can We're in one. the business these days. Masters Racer Dilemma. Gentlemen. Oh. After two years of post COVID 50 plus master races, I have enough uh-huh. points to upgrade to Cat 2. Uh-huh. The background began racing in my mid 40s using specialized with Altegra station wagon, not a dentist. Questions Would you upgrade based solely on master's racing points? It's allowed by USAC, but lacks mm-hmm. in street credibility. If you did upgrade, mm-hmm. would you share the information or keep it quiet due to the questions of legitimacy? Keep up the great work mm-hmm. with the pod. P.S. I upgraded, and until now, the only other people who know are my <laughs> wife and daughter. Okay. Um, All right. Okay. Well, spoilers. Jeez. Spoilers, yeah. So let's get into it. Spencer. Uh,
1: okay, so hang on. Tim, let's pretend we didn't hear that last part yeah. because I think at least my advice is going to contradict reality. Um because I will say, I did this thing, and I, I I have made I have had no bigger regret in my cycling career than upgrading to Cat two um, on the road. I was yeah, I was so happy doing well as a Cat three.
0: Yeah, participating. It never happened again in the front, yeah. like helping yeah. determine how things went.
1: Yeah, the outcome of the race.
0: And, you know, and you yeah. can still race in one, two, threes if you want it.
1: And see, this is the thing. I'm assuming this master's field is a master's one, two, three, because that's kind of how it goes. Um, so it doesn't really affect anything.
0: Uh, but the if ego, playing, the ego of getting a cat two, like like I have cat two, still uh, on my track license. I ain't ever given. And
1: that I up. mean, that's why I did it, right? That's <laughs> why everyone does it. You're like, I'm, I feel great. I am the fastest guy. Like, no big deal. And then you, you do the I mean, race. I and you get crushed, and you're like, "I've made a huge mistake," and you regret it for the rest of your life, but you don't downgrade. Well, uh, the good news is 50 never.
0: plus, so the you know the the backside, of, you know, Greg's not going to be able to regret this as much. You know, he's going to be able to live. It's true.
1: He's in a great a position to do,
0: but to accept it. Yeah. Greg, here's the deal. Congratulations on the upgrade. I'm ha- <laughs> we're not going to out you too much. Your wife no. and daughter are surely proud of you. On Father's Day, they probably woke you up in the... Actually, no. They waited for you to come back from your ride because now that you're a cat too, <laughs> you need to do like multiple five-hour rides a weekend. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. hopefully your daughter's old enough now to just... Like, she's at the age where she doesn't think you're the coolest thing in the world. Because right now I'm the coolest thing in my kids' lives, but they're also five and three, and I give it like two more years, and then it will be like, all right, Daddy, you can go back to riding bikes again. I don't really care. And then I'll just see you at dinner. Um, uh-huh. So wife and daughter, are super proud of you, Greg. I'm proud of you for being a cat too. Um, yeah. There is something cool about it being on your license. I still think that, you know, being the old guy that's still got it, that can go into category three races and just destroy the field has well, got to feel pretty damn good. You know what I mean? Like, like just coming it's, in and being like, thing, look, though, I could Tim. I could be up there if I wanted, but I'm gonna make it really hard for you guys. Hang
1: here's up. the thing though, Tim. We haven't addressed the legitimacy question. Are points gathered, USAC points gathered from Masters Racing legitimate yes. enough to
0: to count for your I upgrade? Mean, I would say like impulsively I'm just going to say yes because uh-huh. as you and I both know 35 plus racing is probably the fastest field out there anyway like you know any yeah, sport 35 time, yeah. plus it tends to be like the better version because there's not a bunch of idiots and there's a lot more smarter tactics tend to be um I would say it's legitimate I I would still want to see how I was doing in like a one, two, three, uh, (laughs) training, training or industrial park Uh crit before all of a sudden I'm showing up to the Rochester twilight crit as a cat too, shelled off the back next to, you know, Legion of LA. Sure. So here's,
1: here's my thing. It's not legitimate. Uh, they shouldn't count for regular upgrades, but they do. So you take it. You take whatever they'll give you, and you get that upgrade. I mean, I upgraded it, too, in Cyclocross, off single speed race results, off whatever. Because yeah. you know what? Most of these fields don't have enough people for the yeah. points to go deep enough. Anyway, you got to scrape by however you can. Man, we're all out here hustling for our upgrades. And, man, until you've learned that it is folly and it was a terrible mistake to upgrade to Cat 2, you just do it, man. You you get there however you can. Uh, welcome to the club. Uh, I uh, I welcome you with open arms. We all do. Uh, we're, we can all console each other um, with the amount of work we're going to have to do to even remain competitive. Um, and, uh, you know, drown in our sorrows uh, together. So welcome. 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 Uh, you've done nothing wrong. Maybe in the eyes of others.
0: But not in the eyes of the slow ride podcast. You know what? Still show up to the one, two, three races and just destroy all the cat threes. Do that for all of us. And congrats on the upgrade. Let us know when you downgrade, because I'm gonna need a lead out in the cat threes should be the expertise. A, um, should be a season, maybe two at the most. But. Yeah. Uh we did uh, get a quick follow up email from the crab cake Kevin Dolan. Just wanted to let us know that uh appreciates the nickname. Um, but in particular, uh he, he he had an issue with your um your, your grading of his email, but he did say that the Maryland flag was officially adopted in 1904 and it first appeared uh-huh. in the 1880s. The black and gold are the colors of Lord Baltimore, which the color which were the colors of the Union troops. He's the, the Union side bad guy
1: from Harry Potter. Yes, Lord,
0: right, Lord Baltimore? and okay. then the red and white crosses were the colors of the maryland troops fighting for the confederacy so they they merged them together to try to create uh, unity um knowing that they have uh-huh. you know, losers of the civil war now being represented on their flag i think it descends on my ratings of state flags now yeah i would say so you know yeah. i don't celebrate losers i celebrate winners the union one by the way was in savannah georgia this weekend walked around with just an air of authority around that place loved it so i didn't see justin brittle friend of the pod but you know walked yeah. around like i owned the place like Sherman.
1: i can only imagine yeah. yeah
0: um so yeah spencer i think we did a pretty good job here without the little guy talked a little bit about um vanigan car troubles um but most importantly as we said at the top of the hour um uh, you know definitely uh thoughts and, and well wishes to all of uh gino uh mater's uh fans and family uh, to, and of course to the rest of the professional peloton who has yeah. to go on racing
1: West. the next day after that kind of thing, like that's a hard, hard thing, man. Um, so big respect to everybody who's still racing. Um, I don't know how you deal with it. I don't know how you get up the next day and do the same thing on the same roads. Uh, you know, cause we all know that's a possibility, but we don't think it's going yeah. to, uh, kind of be that close to us. Um, So all the best to the entire professional peloton, both on the men's and women's sides. Uh, We're hoping safety gets taken a little more seriously by promoters and the UCI and everyone else involved. And of course we hope little guy's van uh, comes together as well. Um, Which would be a miracle in and of itself uh, that I want, I for one will pray for uh, because I want to see him here next week.
0: (laughs) For sure. And with that, we'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out more. And we'd like to thank Hammerhead. Head to Hammerhead.io and use the promo code SLOWRIDE to get a free gift with your purchase of the Crew 2. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando.
1: And this is Spencer out in Western Mass reminding you that our social medias are the slow ride podcast at gmail.com is our email address. And this is why you do this part.
0: Yeah. That's why I and, always mess uh, it up too. It's very, very difficult.
1: And at the slow ride pod on all the social medias and reminding you to always wave <laughs> at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on, on the, road.
0: the road. Vote gentleman.
1: The slow ride podcast, Bikes, advice and rumors straight from the source. The and on Twitter at The Slow
0: Folks, back before we started talking about privateers and lifetime adventures and arrow bars, Swift racing was there as the meme discipline we all love to mock. And while the meme machine has moved on to gravel racing, Swift racing is still here. Nowhere Fast is the virtual racing podcast you didn't know you needed. It's a real podcast about real racing on fake bikes. Join host Kevin Bouchard-Hall, Mike Swart, and me, Zach Schuster, for interviews, takes from inside the Zeloton, virtual racing coverage, and, of course, cheating. Download Nowhere Fast at the Wide Angle Podium website or listen on your preferred podcast app. You can come for the KBH stories and stay for the semi-serious discussion of real fake racing and like ride on or whatever.